1: all right bet online uh i got my uh, free promotion uh last week from bet online so i'm pretty pumped up i'm about to bet it all on uh whenever steph decides to get over corona but uh bet online sponsoring us again this week march has arrived and we're only weeks away from the big tournament yes march madness so make sure make sure to head to bet online and open an account today to get in on their hundred thousand dollar bracket madness contest starting march 15th and remember the nba and xfl are still going strong so whatever your passion is bet online is the place to be for all your betting needs so visit our good friends and exclusive partner bet online to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business sign up for a free account make sure to use the promo code promo code you all know blue wire one word for your 50 percent sign up bonus bet online your online sportsbook experts
2: Light years is so fucking crazy to me. It's so crazy. Light years is so fucking crazy to me. It's so crazy.
3: I made some money on the Lakers this weekend. Oh, you
2: what? What
1: the, the fuck? That's how you start the podcast?
3: Bro, I saw a chance to make easy money. I had to do it. What
1: what did you bet I'm on? I'm trying to I'm
3: trying to save I'm trying to save for a house here. <laughs> Every little bit counts. Thank you, Bet Online. am going to be living in the Oakland Hills, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get as far away from Corona as possible. <laughs> uh, might go, well, to the, might go to the Nebraska Hills. Actually, I was going to say they're
1: landing the the cruise ship in Oakland, so I don't probably not a uh, probably not a good idea. What did you
3: bet on? Did you bet on the the, the them beating the Clippers? Yeah, I felt like that was <sighs> easy money. They, I, I just did not think the Clippers were going to sweep them for the season. And it just it it felt like a game that the Lakers were gonna take far more serious than the Clippers. When I saw the Clippers playing Reggie Jackson in key <laughs> minutes, I'm like, yeah. This I one's have over. A, I have a visceral hatred
1: hatred towards players like not Reggie Jackson, but players like Reggie Jackson, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. I just I cannot stand, I was watching the game, cannot stand. And watching Reggie Jackson play basketball, one of the most infuriating things. The that the
3: I... type that you're Ugh. you're you're not good enough to handle the ball Ugh. as much as you want to. Like Pat, you should. It's we're gonna see more of it, but it's like the the dudes who think they're Russell Westbrook or something. And he, quite frankly, Rush should probably give up the ball more than he does too. But like the guys who uh, over dribble, I know what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: he had a he had a sequence where. Uh, there was like eight seconds left, and he had Kawhi on the on the middle, and he had it on the wing, and he pulls the ball out run and run a pick-and-roll. He actually scored on that
3: play, but it just tells me, like, oh. <sighs> I think we saw exactly how that playoff series would go um, <laughs> in the sense of I still would take the Clippers. Like th- Something has to change injury-wise for me to think the Lakers will win that series, but it's close enough that it wouldn't shock me if the Lakers won it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I think the Clippers have a higher ceiling, but they have all these moving parts where they, um, where doc could lose them games, you know, by playing too much Reggie Jackson, by Lou Williams, ISOing when Kawhi is standing there. Whereas with the Lakers, you know, LeBron's going to take the ball. So the floor is higher. Like they're, they're not going to lose a game because KCPs decided to over dribble the ball. <laughs> Yeah, that's not going to happen
1: on uh, on LeBron's watch. Believe believe that. Um, but we'll we'll get into more uh, Lakers, Clippers. Um, very discouraging weekend if you're a uh, your Warriors fan, which most of our listeners are. But we're doing a, a massive uh, mailbag
3: segment this week. So I was, you know what, our listeners got me hyped up. Whew. Like I, like I think fifty questions. I <laughs> we're not going to get to all of them, and if I don't get to your question. I apologize. Um, a lot of the questions were similar, so I feel like we'll hit every topic. Um, yeah, but I really wish I could, you know, kind of call everyone out by name, but it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> we, we people don't want a three-hour mailbag. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, we're we're not
1: we're not dunked on. We're not we're not to that level yet. Simmons and Rosillo had like a two-hour plus this this morning, and even I was like, oh, uh, but we'll, we'll we'll go. We'll get to as many as we as we
3: can. So uh, so it's Just exciting, to- and then just to um you know we're we're not to that level yet one day maybe (laughs) um yeah so we'll get into it actually before that we should do some news here i of course steph gets sick after he returns i was just um and by the way very nice win on saturday it's been kind of enjoyable watching them scrap with mostly 10-day contract guys like enjoyable for what it is but um do we think we see Steph again this year? Yes, yes.
1: Yeah, stop it, stop it. Unless he actually has the coronavirus, um, he'll he'll be back playing. Uh, do you it, think he'll be back Tuesday for the Clippers? I, yeah, maybe not, huh? If uh, like, does he even have the flu? Who knows. Uh, but you would assume he'd be back uh, this week, right? I mean, what's interesting to me is that I would think Draymond would want to play. Um, he can't be seriously hurt, uh, but he's like sitting out again tomorrow. They ruled him out today, which is kind of early. And to me, it's like, to me, it's like if I were German, I'd be like, man, it'd be kind of cool to play with Steph again, right? But he, not, I guess they're not even gonna
3: bother. Um, he's been, he's been very disappointing this season. Like, for everything he's meant to this team the last five years, the way he's acted this year is exactly why NBA ratings are down. It's pretty disgusting. Like the level of entitlement. Like, oh, I don't have a great roster. I'm just gonna mail it in this season. Well, yeah, dude, I understand. You're not kind of. Your game's not equipped to be the quote unquote soul act type of guy, but you are making like eighteen million a year. It's pretty damn lame. Some of the effort we've got out of him, and just I, I it's going to take me a long time to shake it. Uh, it'll probably take
1: until maybe next November when he when he probably is going to show up and play hard. <laughs>
3: I yeah, uh, when he's in Milwaukee. <laughs> All right, let's get into the questions. We got a lot of questions.
2: <laughs> uh Didn't, don't cut
1: that ben don't cut that we need that we need to stick that one in the podcast okay all right questions let's go all right starting with at gs dub pool
3: party pool spelled like jordan pool spells his name somebody named their Dub Pool like i like, I like party. that i like that by the way um what do you guys think of nvc sports putting a random asian guy with a mask as a picture uh, but changing it to a basketball being held with a glove. <laughs> I probably should have picked a different question. No, 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 this no 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 no. This is about coronavirus. Yes. Um. Let's let's start with this. So NBA's li- limiting locker room access. I think this is the lamest, uh, lamest thing they've done since the last time Adam Silver did anything. Honestly, he's on like a he's on like this hot streak of terribly lame decisions it, it's it's truly impressive he's got me like going to church every week and lighting a candle to try to resurrect David Stern it's just bad um in terms of the pick that's kind of funny because <laughs> of the innuendo but like for me it's uh I mean what is limiting lock, locker room access gonna yeah do? <laughs> well
1: um by the way the uh the the corona stuff is getting pretty uh pretty far they must have got probably a media backlash there was there was a tweet i think it was wasn't new york times it was someone that posted something where it was like a moving moving picture and then they just like somebody was like did you just wait for three asian dudes to walk by before you took t- took that picture and then posted it about coronavirus so it's all been uh it's all been quite hilarious on twitter as it as it always is but um i <sighs> what <laughs> It is the, this is peak NBA, though, is it not? You mentioned Adam Silver. This is about par for the course in terms of how he's kind of run... Fake, fake
3: woke? It, it's it, just, it is. Because if you were really concerned about um, spreading of a disease which you think can have negative effects, you would cancel the sporting event. Like, what's, what's going to have a bigger effect... Ethan Strauss going into the locker room <laughs> or 18,000 people, half of them with drinks in their hands and like concession workers and everyone Screaming, in the Screaming, spitting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's pretty clear which one is more likely to spread the disease. And, you know, they, they're not seeming to cancel games because there's yeah. money on the
1: line there. Well, I mean, this is the direct comparison to how they handled the China controversy, right? Exactly. At the end of the day, they're not gonna. And and we talked about this when it happened. It's like at the end of the day, like we get it. Like everybody gets what a business is. You're not, of course, you're not going to want to shut down games, but at least don't act like you, you know, you care about, you know, kind of the well-being of people because you're right. You got 20,000 people in an arena together. So, so Italy's in a in a shutdown.
3: Um, I saw that there were some soccer games that were being canceled. They like shut down Serie A, big, Cereal, right? which is the Italian league. Um, yeah. Now, Italy's got hit worse than anyone outside of China. Um, it's coming though. Like, it's not going to get right now, right? Yeah, yeah potentially. I mean, right, right, right. But yeah, but the the point is, Italy is in a similar st- northern Italy, specifically, like Milan. Um, are what, some of the other northern series torino and like um God, all Sam those G- cities are. geography right there <laughs> they're all they've all been hit pretty hard and so they're kind of in a shutdown state for for health reasons uh we're not there yet but you're right it's probably coming to to san francisco soon to oakland to the bay yeah um
1: i mean it's it's Right, it doesn't make sense. I mean, they said they're teaming with baseball too. Do okay. Let's, let me. In the end,
3: the NFL getting in on this is perfect because they don't have to worry about it. For like, they're like, yeah, us too. No media <laughs> in our locker room sessions right now.
1: And the NBA probably the most, uh, the most they get to do whatever they want. Um, do you? Okay, so let me ask you this. It's is this going to be a little, maybe a little bit extra? But do you think, do you think that the NBA is so they have a meeting on Wednesday? Do you think that they're going to talk about canceling or
3: postponing playoff games? Um, Hmm. Maybe. I don't think they want to. I think you and I both know right. that's the absolute last resort. There's too much money on the line And as much as they want to claim it's about anything else. It's about the money. You know, we, we already watched LeBron James beg the chairman of the communist party in China for forgiveness to not lose money. So, cause he wants to sell space jam too. So, I mean, they'll do whatever for a profit while also claiming to be socially aware. Not that there's anything wrong with you know wanting to make money. It just I just don't like the uh, the fake woke angle of it.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's gonna it's a hard line to to um to walk for the NBA, and they've you know it's not like they've kind of put themselves in this position. But it, man, it's hard. Kind of. <laughs> I'm trying to be I'm trying to take a little bit of a a gray area stance, Sam. I'm uh, trying to reel it back in. But I you know I'm with you though. Like it's hard when you you've done all this stuff over the last few years, and then when shit hits the fan you know when shit hits the fan you're looking at it you show like, who you you show who you really are you know it's yeah. easy to take a stand when you have nothing to lose so yeah. to say yeah and and i think the the what's what's the interesting part to me is like not just kind of the sports leagues and stuff but you look at kind of you look at kind of the uh the economy or well the companies that are you know situated in San Francisco that talk about you know all this progressive and all this stuff and then when it comes down to it you have still got guys that aren't really work from home that aren't really doing these things that necessarily help Um, and I don't know, like the past couple months or the past couple weeks, this thing isn't going to get any better, at least for the next month or so. Um, So we'll see how the NBA handles it. Uh, I do do think maybe there's a chance that they postpone it. but
3: Do you think they can cancel the playoffs? Do you think there's a scenario we don't have an NBA champion? Yes.
1: Yes, who knows? Obviously, who
3: knows, but like... But yeah, so I'm not going to hold you to this. Like, you know... No one knows where this is going in the next yeah. three weeks. But yeah. on March 9th, what percentage chance do you see that there is no NBA champion? Just give me a ball, ball. I'll give you my ball. I mean, I, would say, I would say, yeah, what day did you say? Today is March 9th. So, like, today your right. prediction that there will be no NBA champion. I, w- I would say it's pretty low as of now, maybe like 20%. Oh, that's pretty high. I was actually I a twenty percent chance that's that LeBron high, fans get to claim he would have won a ring if not for coronavirus. Is that not the greatest part? Po- hey, by the way, if a
1: star gets coronavirus and but this thing seems like it's spreading, it's like it's way easier to spread than in than other diseases. If it,
3: if it spreads at the rate people are saying there will be a significant. there will be like a prominent NBA player gets it and just that's by it. statistical odds.
1: Yeah. And that's it and 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 i won't you like that's it that's and that's why we kind of need to talk about this because this really does affect directly the nba and what we like right when when the warriors posted that steph was out because of illness
3: bro ev- obviously the my first friends, thought yeah <laughs> like yes. 20 20 texts everyone's like is it corona save steph uh <laughs>
1: uh one well by the way one we're only one question in where we're like it's all it's, right it's been we'll like, move
3: it forward this is obviously moving parts um we're both hoping that it doesn't get canceled because it'll be really hard to pod without that. But yes. um, Also, I do think we'll get some good playoffs this year, and I'd like to see him. Next question. We really are dragging. All right, from Classic light Years. Um, Harbed Kusi, I apologize if I mispronounced your name. Let me know if I didn't do it right. What are your thoughts on Jimmy Butler two years ago calling Andrew Wiggins the most talented Wolves player? which included himself and Towns, and him saying Wiggins only gave 40% effort. So let me read the quote. Ooh. His quote wasn't 40% effort. said, someone asked him if he's the most talented player. He goes, who? Me? Hell no. Wiggs is. Wiggs is the most talented by far. I see him do things, and I'm like, wow. Like, how? The crazy part is that was at 40%. Just think of your 80% or what you can do if you can go hard as 100 Wiggins is easily the most talented guy on the team.
1: Okay. Um, my first thought is Jimmy Butler must have hated Carl Anthony Towns because there's just no way that's true. There's just no way. He probably knows that, and I feel like he's saying that because he just doesn't like Cat. Um, my second thought is uh, you're never going to see Andrew Wiggins at 100%. <laughs> we'll see, but what getting him to 80 would be great. That's my thought process. So, so I,
3: have, I have two thoughts on it. One... I think in general, NBA players always default to wing being the most talented unless they're an insane outlier like Steph. Like the, the prototypical guy NBA players would be like, ooh, that dude is insane. It's like KD, right? The big wing who can do everything on on both sides of the floor. And rightfully so, right? It's like the most complete player. Um, So I think him not saying Towns is like, an indictment on what he thinks of Towns' personality more than anything, which is, I think, what you said. Um, second, I think when you said 40%, he was mostly implying Wiggins hadn't even, like, fully developed his game. And I think it's a lot of projection when you see, like, the physical things he can do. You're like, what if he just refines his handle and becomes a little better? He could be so insane. I'm kind of with you. I... Uh, it would be nice, but I don't expect Andrew Wiggins to come back next summer with, like, uh, KD or a Kawhi-level, you know, um, shake yeah, with his it, handle. It, if he did, yeah, sky's the limit. Well, if he did,
1: it would have happened already. I mean, if it if it's right. going to happen, it would have happened already. That's the thing. Like, no matter how shitty the situation is, like, there's a, there's a large part of this. It's, like, just how hard are you going to work, how good you are going to be. A lot of this is on Wiggins. Like, you can blame Minnesota as much as you want. To me, it's like, dude, like, that's on you. So, um He'll probably be better though. And, like we we've talked about this at length. He'll probably be better, but
3: I think he's played well. I think he fits what they want yeah. to do. Um, I could take if he gives this effort next year. I'll be pretty happy with it um, because at this point he's played twenty minutes with Steph all season, zero minutes with Klay Thompson, and like I don't know two games with Draymond Green. <laughs> it's not well. like it's like we both acknowledge he can be effective if he defends hard and doesn't have to handle the ball. Um do you agree with me on that?
1: Front? Yeah, he and, and he won't be doing and he'll not be handling the ball next season and he'll be No, he can make he can make
3: quick decisions, like a two dribble decision type of thing. But like you don't want him running high pick and roll, for example, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: My favorite part of this is always you know that Andrew Wiggins is getting paid like sixty million dollars a year? <laughs> and we're talking about like, yeah, let's just kind of limit him to stuff that Robert Covington does it's it's always the funniest
3: part no i'm with you i think like, i think you know, it's, it's i right think the way. funny part is even on the warriors he hasn't been handling the ball a lot even in this like weird um ghost lineup thing they got going on they're still not like asking him to uh do too much and he's he's just walking into 20 points like i think the only thing i noticed that's kind of encouraging it's like he can get 20 in the flow without having to hunt shots you know what i'm saying yep. like he can he gets them off cuts he'll get a couple spot ups he'll get to the line a few times he doesn't like he doesn't need that many touches to get 20 points and yeah. he's doing it
1: Yeah.
3: all right next question you're you're over my wiggins slobber session <laughs> um enough wiggins for oh, us man. from rick nonstop. from centrics um Do the Warriors part ways with Celebrini this summer? Seems like guys aren't physically ready compared to Chelsea Lane squads. I don't think this season is an indictment on Celebrini. (laughs) This season is we're not going anywhere, and we're going to find ways to keep guys out of the lineup.
1: How about big picture? Do you think that the Warriors have lost too much internally? Maybe not medical staff, but coaching
3: staff, front office. We'll it have feels- to wait. We'll have to wait and see. So, to me, the the way we'll assess it is what they do with the pick, and how they develop it. Um, and I don't know that we can, and we won't get it. We won't get like a quick answer on that. So it's it's kind of annoying.
0: Yeah,
1: I uh, I think there's a bit of arrogance that that they took on the last few years and and they've and they haven't really tried to improve or get better to me it feels that way um
3: i kind of disagree with that they have the largest coaching staff in the nba a lot of self self internal promoting Uh. whether they whether they made the right hires is a different question like objectively in 14 15 and like around that time they had A stacked front office, a stacked coaching staff, a stacked analytics staff, and all these guys got credit and everyone's like talking about like Sammy Gelfand, Chelsea Lane, you know, like Travis Schlenk, Jerry West, like when you know people who aren't the GM or the coach, you know that there's like a level of, uh, uh, of like reverence and like everyone's writing a story on like the next genius Nick Uran and that stuff like that, right? Um, all, all those people, for the most part, that we listed left. And that's kind of what happens. Like, how many times have the Spurs had all their assistants leave, right? I don't know if their replacements are as good. We're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, I feel like
1: it's been a few years since that's happened. I don't know how much longer I would give them time to w- to wait and see. It just feels like, to me, they should have spent more outside of what they had already to get other people. Um, to me, it's like, who the hell is that next Nikki Wren? I don't even know if Uren is even that great, or Chelsea
3: Lane, or Galfan or these guys. It just you know, you know what the funny thing about Celebrini is, um, he was the most hyped trainer I remember from like twelve to fifteen years ago. Like, he was right, one he of was the Steve f- Nash's. Yeah, because he was one. Because everyone's like, how is Nash doing this at thirty-five? And it was all these puff pieces on Rick Celebrini, and like. I mean, obviously, he's really good at his job to get to where he is, right? But it, it is just kind of funny to me because, like, everything fell apart on his watch, and it's—I don't know that any of it's his fault, and I won't blame him because I'm not a doctor, and that's just kind of—it's just kind of messed up to me, right? Yeah, I—I I actually don't
1: really blame him, honestly. I to me, it's like, yet yeah, to to me, kind of looking at it, it's like I don't like what's the worst thing that I mean the KD stuff, but it's like well. Katie even has his Ka- own, you know. We're not going go to do Ka- Katie. We're not gonna Well,
3: here's here's the thing about KD. He had every reason to blame the Warriors, and he still won't do it. Yeah, no. Which lets, lets you yeah. know everything. Like, I mean, he he really could have taken the. He could have, if he felt a certain way, he could have easily let it be known that, like, you know, who would have done it. <laughs> 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 Moving on. <laughs> uh, what's the next one? All right, with the emergence from. Original Bay Area, one one of my favorites on here. With the emergence of Pascal and with Draymond's shot not falling, that's an understatement, um, along with the numbers and other factors to be decided, could you see a scenario where Dre moves to an Iguodala role on the bench? Huh. Come on. You answer it. Should he or could
1: he? Could he? Absolutely not. Should he? Maybe. Uh, but there's no zero chance. Clutch Draymond is gonna be, gonna be listening to Steve Kerr putting him on the bench. Uh, should he? I actually don't think so. I actually think he should. He should be playing because to me, it feels like if Draymond's gonna lose a step or two, it's actually gonna look really bad, and it's gonna be worse than hey, should he come off the bench? A lot of what he does is he magnifies. It's intuitive. It's it, that, and he makes Stephen Clay a lot better. The hell are you gonna do with Draymond with Scrubs? You're watching it right now. It's not great, right? Uh, if anything, <laughs>
3: Pascal, being what he is, might be the perfect six man next year, and he will be. Yeah, I or, think. Or um, I think Draymond's value is with Stephen Clay has to be, and I could see a scenario where Draymond's minutes go down as a starter. At, like he still starts, but it's like 27 minutes instead of 32. And maybe he doesn't close every game much to his displeasure. I could see Kerr put it, keep him on the bench if he's not doing what he wants. Ooh, I don't know, about... well, okay. So there's another question here, and, and I could is, definitely uh, see Kerr pulling that in like a ooh. mid-December game to send a message. Well, okay,
1: okay, well, yeah.
3: I, I don't see Kerr doing that in a playoff game, but but, um, but yeah, I, I I'm I'm with you. I don't see. I just don't see the value Draymond brings coming off the bench. Quite frankly, even Iguodala off the bench was never ideal. It was more about like getting Harrison Barnes going.
1: Yes, correct. Yes, uh, that's, and
3: yeah. and um is not a guy who needs to play next to Steph and Clay to get going. Like he's actually, it's a nice little like he can get his own shot and like he can kind of function with bench lineups.
1: Um, two-parter question because we got one from Baltej NBA. Who, oh, I was about except, to read that one. Well, he it's, a, it's about Draymond. That's why. Yeah, that's, that's why. I, I, I was going
3: it. to that one next. Yeah. So, thoughts on shifting Draymond to full-time center? This one's interesting because I've been thinking about it. I think Draymond might be at the point in his career where he's only average at power forward, but he's still a game changer at center. So, there's two ways to do that. You could do him playing full-time center that's what the Houston Rockets would do right and that might wear him out or you can just live with the fact that you're not going to get the best impact from him for 80% of the game knowing that you can flip a game you can always you can go to the center thing when you need to but you're really trying to save it for when you really need it and i and i think uh that's still going to work that's that Draymond at center
1: is is, I think always gonna work uh until honestly until I see it not happen like I'm I'm just gonna believe in that always uh I will say though that wearing that wearing down thing is very real uh Draymond's wearing down and he's really not even playing center this season uh PJ Tucker who is like basically an iron man he's got an injury that he's dealing with right now that's only gonna get worse so it's um, so even if it's going to hurt him, if it's going to get him worn down, I mean, imagine what's going to happen with full-time Draymond one center. So, so, that, so yeah, that's Kerr's not going to allow it to happen.
3: That's the thing. We both know it's a mismatch advantage because he can physically guard centers, but centers can't keep up with him. But the cumulative aware of having to bang with, you know, like Andre Drummond, who he's a better player than. And then the next game it's Aaron Baines, and then the next game it's um, yeah. No, you're right, Valanciunas or whatever. Yeah, and like none of these guys are better, but they are bigger. And you played, you played center. Everyone knows Andy's the star center, uh, Lowell High class of what two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, okay, like all that stuff. It's it where like. You can only have a guy sixty pounds heavier than you crash into your back so many times before everything starts hurting too much.
1: Yep, yep. So, so and and uh, there is a where, f- and there's a lot of games. Aaron Baines, future warrior Aaron Baines, uh, I like that one. Uh, hey, let, we're gonna keep going, but I, I got. I'm gonna actually read
3: from uh, Tommy Gunn. <laughs> let me do uh, that. Let me do that. Let me do that. Let me. Well, no, the let blues. me read this first. His okay. follow up on Baltej's question. Oh. Okay, uh, okay. He said he said if Pascal's recent plays in a total aberration should Kerr limit Draymond's minutes in an Andre sort of way in the regular season. I actually do think we've hit on this. I kind of think that's what we're in for going forward. I don't I don't think we're gonna see Draymond playing the thirty eight to forty minutes of the regular season ever again. Well, I guess the problem is that Well not ever again, but like, pro- we're gonna see it far less often. The problem
1: yeah, but the problem is that the Warriors have still have to win games, and it's not like Steph right. and Clay are guys that can play 35 anymore. Or we don't know, maybe, but like, but like we don't know, right? So now you've got your best three players are guys that you don't want to play 35 minutes a game. How are you going to win 55 Full Spurs. games?
3: False Spurs, right? Well, You're right. Yeah, you are right. This only this only works if they get ten, they get 10, 11 deep. And we don't know. We don't know if that's so like we like Pascal,
1: we like Wiggins, we like these guys, but but it's like yeah they gotta win though like they're cute this season because they're losing and we can say we like mark And there's no exception like he better yeah he better be winning like they better be helping win next season and we don't know if that's the case even with pascal who we think is probably what the best guy that's not a star on this team right so it's so i mean i will get they'll get some vets which we've talked about a million times um all right real quick we've got untucket untucket is back so ever wonder why traditional button-ups look so long and baggy? That's because they were never meant to be worn that way. Although back in high school, all about long and baggy. Uh, Untuck it. Actually, middle school is what I meant. Untucked shirts were specifically designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, their shirts are the perfect untucked length. With more than 50 fit combinations, Untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. So don't just take... My word for it, try Untuckit for yourself. Visit Untuckit.com and use code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. They even offer free shipping and returns on all orders in the U.S. That's Untuckit, U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com. Promo code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order.
3: Nice. By the way, the A's are... Pitching a no hitter in spring training, and I'm watching it right now. This oh is... my god! Get anyway. this,
1: get this guy some help.
3: Jesus. Well, the Warriors aren't really helping feed my addiction for sports. Uh, right I now. was,
1: I turned on. Yeah, that's true. I turned on. I was watching the the USF against Zags earlier. The Zags, a team full of white guys, they're ranked second in the nation. The hell is going on in college basketball?
3: Disgusting. It really. The Warriors really did pick an awful year to tank because there's no one interesting in college basketball. I was even looking at it. Of the top ten picks, I think half of them will be players who played internationally, and that includes like Lamelo Ball and you know guys who aren't international players but played internationally. So it's it it is kind of a rough year for if you want to totally geek out on draft stuff, you can't even get that into college basketball. Yeah, I mean, and college sucks anyway. So it does, but like at least if you have some interesting prospects, you have an angle to watch it from a Warriors perspective. (laughs) Yeah, that, that's uh, that's true. I, uh, I'm getting like angry. You can't, you, you I'm you can't, getting can't watch Wiseman. Pissed. You can't watch. I mean, like I think the only player in the top five who I mean is like Anthony Edwards. He's probably was, not going to be in the tournament. I was going to say that's. I get
1: vis- I get upset, upset whenever people talk about Anthony Edwards. He is. Uh, he is the worst. Let's move to next questions. I don't want to talk about Edwards anymore.
3: All right, from this our guy, me. our guy, our guy Kevin. Oh, between you and Andy. Y'all are both born to immigrant families, so obviously your immune systems are exceptionally strong compared to whites. <laughs> but who would survive longer
1: if coronavirus became the apocalypse? By, by the way, shout out to Kevin, who, uh, who's just pretty much talking like, like us now. I mean, come on, compared to whites, come on, that's everyday speech. And uh, shouts to him, too. Uh, <laughs> so, so good for you. Who do you think survives? Who do people think survives? Uh, should we throw a poll up after we release the pod? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, the good thing about, <laughs> I will say the good thing about like, um, the good thing about being, being Chinese and, and growing up Chinese is that I've eaten so much like weird stuff and like kind of, you my, built your my, tolerance. I've really built my tolerance to weird shit. That's probably not healthy for me. Um, that I think will be okay. See, I don't know much about Persian delicacy, but I feel like you're probably on the same level of, listen, if we have to eat like, I don't know, like like forest weird berries (laughs) for like six (laughs) months, I feel like we'll be okay. I feel like we won't get the, the same stomach aches as other people will get. If we have
3: to eat weird mushrooms that we find at Golden Gate Park, or or we'll just eat, we'll get the stomach ache and just keep moving. That's that's the more likely part. I I get many many stomach problems, but then you know I just keep pushing on. Can't complain. <laughs> uh,
1: this this is uh, this is what happens. See, I don't know about your diet, but my diet never consists of things like vegetables. And like things that are actually healthy for me, like you know, grilled chicken, you know, rotisserie. You know how people eat that or whatever. No, to you, me, you want, it, de- you want to deep fry that thing. Everything's deep fried. Everything's roasted. You know, I'm eating. I'm eating pig intestines. You know, I'll be. I think I'll be fine, <laughs> man. I'll be fine. Cough it up.
3: Cough it up. I'll be okay. Cor- <laughs> so Corona's gonna hit and take out all the LeBron stands, but Light Years is gonna still be standing. We're still gonna be potting right through it.
1: We're still gonna be shitting on Bron stands. No mercy. <laughs> um, hey, by by the way, I don't know if we're gonna get to it, but did you see what went on today on the jump? I'm so sur- I don't know how we didn't talk about this already. Um, today, today's jump. To. <laughs> um, Sam is. Uh, it's just he's deciding whether he wants to go off or not.
3: <laughs> the the propaganda, it's it's strong. Here's, I was having this conversation with someone in text, and it's interesting how hard they try to sell certain angles and how no one buys it. Like we're still not getting any indication that ratings are high, that people are buying these narratives of, you know, and, um, it's just interesting to me. I think people don't give the public enough credit for being able to decipher what BS is and what's, what's manufactured and what's actually organic. You know, I I was thinking about this, you know how ratings were an all time high when the warriors were, in the middle of their run, no one was telling you to watch it. People <laughs> just got word that, like, oh, my God, you got to see this thing. And it happened so organically. And that's kind of the beauty of sport, right? Because they were they were doing something that people didn't think was conceivable, starting with, like, shooting from 30 feet away and then winning in an unsustainable clip and all these things. And it was organic, and people wanted to God, see it. it. People tech. wanted to see it. People weren't sure if they believed it. Like Some people were all in. Some people were like, they can't win like this. But people wanted to see it. God. Now we just turn on the TV and it's people telling us how great something is. But I don't see it translating. I God, that's good. Um,
1: you, you mentioned on our premium. By the way, we have a
3: premium podcast that we
1: do once or twice a week as well. Um, go ahead and subscribe to that. Uh, but you mentioned that Steph had this type of electricity that was like, you just don't see even from guys like LeBron. Um, And I think that's it that that's a hundred percent it because here's the thing I watched that game against the Bucs I watched the game against the Clippers and I very much enjoyed it I know you did too and we enjoyed watching games great playoff intensity games and I would have been very happy just just enjoying basketball saying you know what LeBron Second greatest player of all time maybe probably but he's damn good this season, right? I probably pick him over everyone in the playoff series but you turn on the TV the next day or you go on Twitter, whatever it is, and all you see is, well, you know, he had to maneuver through Kobe dying and, uh, you know, he handled Hong Kong and China and Daryl Morey, And, you know, that's kind of the reason why he's the MVP and we're not going to talk about anything. It it's like all this stuff where it's like, I don't need that. I really don't need that. I watched the basketball game and I know that LeBron is really fucking good. And and let's talk about that, right? Like, that's what I want to know. Um, and instead, we're like you said, we're
3: thrown in our face by all
1: this other just... It turns Random off. shit. Because yeah.
3: the interesting thing to me is he's still the – he controls so the game. good. He controls the game better than anyone. Like, you can criticize certain aspects of his game, and definitely he's lost some athleticism. But, like, just in terms of IQ and ability to control the floor, he's still got it. And it's really interesting watching him go against guys like Giannis or Kawhi who are better than him in certain aspects. Like – Giannis is just physically more dominant than him and like Kawhi is more skilled than him, but he can beat them because he's still smarter and knows how to control a game in a way that very few people, if any ever do. And that should be the conversation. Yes. Yes. Instead, I have someone telling me he's out here, you know, (laughs) Friend of the program, by the way, solving geopolitical issues and like fighting for Kobe who like, by the way, did they ever have a relationship? Like, come on. I'm not even I'm not even trying to laugh, but you're right. It's fucked up. And it's it's inauthentic. Like he should be he should be getting the coverage that Tom Brady gets where people are like, can he still do it at this age? It's pretty amazing. Like you you're kind of drawn to the fact that he has so many years and miles on him and he can still compete with guys who are younger and quote-unquote more talented than he is at this stage of his career. But instead, it has to be about something else and that's just a turnoff. Yep,
1: yep, yep, yep. So I'm with you. Uh, the, and by the way, Giannis, who seems to be really close with... Giannis deleted his Twitter account because of Kobe passing away, by the way. So I think he was just another player that was really struck by what happened Um, and it's around the NBA around the NBA a lot of the players are like that and yet we only hear about one guy so um, you're with me we're together on this the point we're trying to make is that LeBron is great Uh, he's one of the greatest players of all time we love watching LeBron the problem is what surrounds LeBron in terms of the talk it's just, it is exhausting. We we don't need any more of it. But I
3: think it's just begun, Sam. And it's I inauthentic. It's and it's inauthentic. That's the thing. Just be authentic about what he's doing. What he's doing is amazing and it's interesting. And instead, we have to make it about something else.
2: All right, <laughs> uh, uh, moving to the next question. Yes.
3: <laughs> From Option Zero, Jonathan. One, of, uh, one of my favorites.
1: Um, he's Asian, me. by the way. So I'll just to let you know.
3: Thank you for letting me know that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Jackson is clearly the choice in Brooklyn for maximum entertainment value. But are we sleeping on Tibbs? Ugly ugly breakup with Butler. Oh, my God. Analytics allergic. Doesn't believe in rest. Rep exceeds performance. Yelling at Kyrie. Blue, blue, blue. (laughs) A pick and roll is going to be fun. Tibbs. I don't think they would hire Tibbs. But... (laughs) You got you got Kyrie's a uh,
1: shoulder, you got KD's Achilles, and then you got Kyrie's nose. Uh, you really think <laughs> you re- you really think that's a good pairing? Uh, we should probably talk about it, Atkinson, huh?
3: Do you think we should touch on that? It's kind of yeah. We got a couple questions about it. I don't want to okay. call everyone out by name, and I'm gonna apologize for that. But um, the Nets firing Atkinson, huh? Whew. We like Atkinson, correct? We we he is a good we, coach. we like
1: him. Yeah, he he's uh, yeah he seemed he seems like a good coach and a and a good well, dude. He's
3: he's objectively a good coach. There are diff there are coaches who thrive in certain situations, other more than others. Like for example, Steve Kerr. Um, you know, I don't know how Steve would do in Kenny Atkinson's situation the last five years with, like, D'Angelo and Karis LeVert and all these things. I kind of feel like he'd probably complain that they can't do all the things he wants them to do instead of, like, teaching them to play a certain way. Um, but, like, Kenny Atkinson built up that program, and there is value in being the guy who can walk into a situation and, like, get the fundamentals down for guys.
1: Uh yeah so maybe so he maybe he's going maybe he's going to the Knicks maybe he's going uh would like to see him in some of the younger teams in the Western Conference I guess the Grizzlies already have a pretty good coach but um but okay so I think the main point that that we probably want to hit on is Kevin Durant uh left he he liked Atkinson that seemed to be one of the reasons why he he went over there but as we know with I'm KD sure. yeah as we know with KD he's got many uh, many takes many things that he says uh
3: he is a takesman he really needs his own pod. He's by far going to be the best. He would be the best podcaster in the NBA. Uh, yes. Yes, he would. Uh, what else does he tell you, Sam? (laughs) Um, (laughs) what I was going to say is, um, so it seems like the players were upset that Deandre Jordan wasn't starting and the Deandre angles. Like that's like the 20% BS you get in the NBA that you don't get anywhere else. Like what, why do you care? (laughs) Why? Um, I don't know, man. I I guess to me I I can't even be mad about it cuz it seems inevitable. I guess my question is where did they go from here? What do you want them to do? I mean, they better, I mean, they're probably going to hire
1: Tyron Liu, right? Cuz that's who that's who that's well, who the, Kyrie funny,
3: the funny thing is Ty Liu um did not get along with Kyrie. That was not a um that was not like a uh, a cursed staff relationship. Um <laughs> uh, uh, And it's funny to see his name linked again because he, they they had little issues there, here and there. But do you um, uh, do you know
1: why he's linked? I got an analogy for you. I think you'll enjoy. I Uh, have my own theories, but (laughs) God. Well, okay, I I don't. I guess I don't have a theory or anything. But my 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 analogy here is that, you know, I'm 28 now. You know, you you have your first girlfriend or your second girlfriend. And, you know, it just, it goes to shit, but at least, at least you fell in love. You won a championship. So, you know, one thing went right and you know, and then you kind of move on and you do different things. And then you realize this, (laughs) you know,
3: Tyler wasn't that bad. (laughs) He wasn't, at least we were in love. You see, you see what it's like with Brad Stevens. You see a little Kenny Atkinson. You're like, you know what?
1: You know what? Yeah,
3: just because Tyloo liked to, you know, slurp LeBron here and there, it wasn't that bad. It was. He
1: cheated on me a few. T- he uh, should cheat on me a few times. That's okay. Um, so I mean, that's. I think part of it's just familiarity. I think. I think Kyrie's what? He's he's getting older. He's injury prone. He's kind of like you know he's kind of at near not the end of his career but he's at a point where it's like you kind of can't do a new coach or someone that you don't know so that it feels like to me he's just kind of yeah. they have some to guy. get
3: a I mean it's they're not gonna hire um, some random assistant who's like popular with NBA Twitter <laughs> it's, it's gonna for sure be like an established name I can't even imagine like I don't know who's who's like a low-level assistant who everyone's really high on. I As laughed like a, hard because I've seen those types of
1: names so many yeah. times, and they kind of like, oh, this guy, this guy's great. This guy. he's like, he's like forty-two. Well, I guess like the NFL version of of, of signing of like, well, I guess Sean like, McVay. Sean McVay. Out, but, yeah, yeah. Matt, but it's like Matt, 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 Matt Lafleur. Right? Yeah, Matt Lafleur. That's the one.
3: That's the one. They're not going with the Lafleur. It's not. It's not happening.
1: What's the, What's your theory on the, on the Kyrie KD? Because, I mean, they're stuck. They're stuck with those two. I don't, I don't know if that's a good
3: thing. I, my theory is I think KD loves this. I think, hear me out on this one. I think it bothered him the way that Steph never did any wrong, and anything that went wrong was KD's fault. Now, he has a point guard where if anything goes wrong, everyone <laughs> assumes it's Kyrie, not him. It's like uh, it's it's like you know, Atkinson gets fired, and everyone's like Kyrie. That is you true.
1: Know? That is true.
3: <laughs> you think
1: KD is that diabolical? He just he's just in the back, you know, he's just in his room podcasting uh, on his burners and he's just like, you know what? I can't get in trouble. <laughs> I can't he, he can't no you're right though. Who has who has everybody online blamed for what's happened here? Right? <laughs> Kyrie. It's it's all Kyrie. Um
3: Katie's loving it.
1: Katie's loving it. Although although but, although they're best friends.
3: But on a basketball note, I do think they need a coach with a big personality. Like they they both have personalities. They're both not afraid to speak back. Um and that's not a bad thing. They need a coach who's Everyone says they want a Phil Jackson, but they need like a guy like that who's going to tell them to, you know, <laughs> "quote unquote, get into line here and there or just tell them what they need to hear." I don't know who that'll be. Maybe it'll be Mark Jackson. I hope it's Mark Jackson. Oh, Mark! Yeah, Mark Jackson would be great.
1: Uh, he's just kind of a perfect player coach. You know, KD and Kyrie are gonna love it because they could do whatever they want until th- they hate him. <laughs> you think? You think Mark Jackson's gonna gonna bring uh, Kyrie on stage and talk about uh, on stage yeah. at the at church and talk about uh, holy water on his ankle on his shoulder? Sorry. Uh, yeah. So,
3: he, what's more likely? He I, I threw this on Twitter that he um. He tries to bless Kyrie's shoulder to to heal it, or he tells the rest of the team Kyrie's possessed by demons.
1: You tweeted that?
3: yeah, ah oh, i I didn't even know you
1: tweeted that i that's, <laughs> uh, I just stole your I stole your material right on the podcast. but it's fair
3: because <laughs> I think both will happen. I think he'll try to once save Kyrie's shoulder, and then when Kyrie um and him get into a fight, he'll tell everyone Kyrie's possessed by demons, and that's why he wants him to lose. The uh, the nets are in shambles, but do we
1: expect anything else? Yeah, Mark Jackson. But I really do think Mark Jackson is the be- going to be the best guy uh, for that team. Um, this is this is what we expected. Come on,
3: this is what we expected. Right. Let's keep moving forward. All right, from Franny Wagon, Chris Francis. I have a theory. Do you agree? Steph is underappreciated to the masses because of his nickname Splash Brother. Unlike King Beard Freak. And most throughout history, Curry's nickname relies on being half of a whole. Can't be a brother without a sibling. <laughs> what if people find the time to think of these things?
1: Um, <laughs> what the hell? I, okay, so I think, I think Steph's – I, I don't even see this question. I'm like winging it. So I think Steph – he has a nickname. It's Steph. So I think that's kind of like – the, the baby-faced like, assassin. I was gonna say, what, what yeah. are all the
3: fits? Uh, Fitz? Just the Fitz just constantly yeah. comes up with nicknames for the Human Torch. <laughs> um,
1: you're right. You're right. I, I'm 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 out on the Fitz coin nicknames, although it's pretty funny in the moment. But stuff, stuff. I think I think part of actually what that's done is it's actually made Clay Thompson uh, for a while a lot better than he was. Um, I think Clay Thompson yeah. got to a point where he got a lot better offensively and even defensively. But it wasn't like that when they first got turned. By the way, friend of the program Brian Witt uh, came with Splash Brothers. Um, yeah, when it first came out, Steph was an MVP. Clay was not even an All Star. Like, and the, and and so uh, I don't know if that brings down Steph because he's still the MVP. But it's certainly kind of like oh, like since they're Splash Brothers, Clay Thompson's you know kind of on Steph's level. And really, that was never the never the case. Um, kind of maybe until twenty twenty sixteen.
3: 2016. Yeah. And I think, um, I think one of the, um, I think Fran, uh, Chris Francis hits at, uh, the underlying theme though, Steph has always been a guy who props up his teammates. Like the discussion around Steph is always about the team and the system and how it brings the best out of everyone. Whereas all the other guys, it's talking about their singular talents. I mean, we can even go back to our uh, our friend Dave McMenamin talking to Steph as a collaborative talent, as a way to slight him. Everything about Steph is always contextualized in the concept of the team. And the other stars we mentioned, it, it, it has to be about them only. So it, it kind of gets lost in that extent, even though basketball is a team game and we both know Steph's ability to bring out the best in everyone and create this whole like orchestra and this whole thing has to go down to his singular talent but it is what it is if people don't realize how good Steph is at this point you know they're lost yeah yeah we don't we
1: only uh bring that up so many times actually we'll bring it up every podcast uh we do enjoy that um yeah I think you're right what do we we got any more yeah we got, we got a lot more um
3: uh-huh. All right, from Robbie Evans. Uh sorry if I asked this before. He can't shoot threes, but he's young, good defender, bouncy 6'11 competitor with great passing skills. And the Kings botched picking up his option. Oney. Would you use the taxpayer mid-level exception on Harry Giles? Um this is actually a good question because we got a we got a handful of questions on mid-level exception and other stuff. So let's, let's just take a broader one. I love Harry Giles. I think he, the questions about him are similar to the questions about Looney, but he has more talent than Looney. where people are just, I mean, you can only have so many knee surgeries in high school before people start wondering if he could physically hold up. Right. Um, Would you, would you like the Warriors si- signing someone like Harry Giles with that exception? Um, I would like the Warriors to sign Harry
1: Giles with anything. Um, I think you made it. That's the one. I I would co- totally agree with the Kevon Looney thing. It's classic. Uh, draft the guy, injury, talent. He's way more talented than Looney. Um, but I I I do it because to me it's also who the hell are you gonna else who the hell else are you gonna get? You're not gonna get Marcus Saul with that. You're probably not gonna get Serge Ibaka with that. You're really not gonna get anyone that's gonna be. You're probably not helpful. gonna get Aaron Baines with that,
3: which would no, probably yeah. that's our list of three. Because like, okay, let's let's take this a setback in a perfect world, if you're just thinking about it like binary, they have Looney, who's a little injury-prone, but we know he can play. Marquise Chris is a young project who's has been really good, right? Uh, but you don't want Chris to be your starter. And then Smile Geach is your long-term project, which you hope will be good. You you know, if you're a Lakeup, you really hope he'll be good. But um, So you want that other center in the rotation to just be – I mean, I'm not saying you want to be Zaza, but you just want a reliable vet, right? Yep. Um, But Harry Giles is so talented, and it's hard to pass on that guy. I guess if they got Harry Giles, I would be interested in trading Looney because I just think they need one center Who's a little more reliable in the rotation? Yeah, then Does you're relying.
1: Mean- yeah, but then you're relying on Giles, and I don't know if.
3: They- well, you can't rely on Looney, so it's like two question marks. So well, it's, that's it's that's my thing. You don't want the other center to be, um, kind of a even if you think Giles is good, he's a little bit of a question mark because he's young and injury he is. prone. Yes, you can't have everyone be young and injury prone in your center rotation. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. So if 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 they get Giles, I would start looking at shopping Looney, for I don't know. A vet who can do something,
1: yeah. That that's the um, that that's a great call. I mean, uh, and then we you're go just swapping, you're Lopez. swapping, you're
3: swapping roles. Like now, you're saying Giles is your young loony type who you think really highly of, but you want a vet there for insurance reasons.
1: You know what? Why don't we just send Draymond over to Sacramento? It's, Sacramento loves everything that the Warriors do. Send him over.
3: You get Giles but back. We can't we can't, I mean, we can't do that because he's a free agent. So. One thing people don't don't realize is if someone's a free agent, if the Warriors don't sign him outright, if it's a sign in trade, it automatically hard caps him again. So Give the only trade, yeah, yeah, okay. So Buddy Hield, Buddy Hield can come. We we'll just just all shooters, <laughs> no one inside. no one playing defense either. Uh, Clay's, no, Clay's coming back from a knee injury. He can play center.
1: He can play all. But they're probably going to downside Clay to three. By the way, you probably haven't. We haven't talked about that enough. But uh, but the nba is so small now um no i yeah i mean i guess i was half joking but um but the kings probably who probably values draymond the highest in the nba the warriors won probably the kings right like you would think probably the kings number two um,
3: I'm, a, I'm gonna give you a little and then the blazers uh, i'm gonna leave a gossip i heard off record uh the reason the kings picked Bagley was because they they were really uh, interested in having a small ball counter for Draymond, which um, if true is just hilariously Kings to me because um, I mean, they should be more concerned with getting eight seed. <laughs> so. How about be concerned about
1: getting to the postseason bef- before thinking about you worried about like, championship lineups? <laughs> God, just cla- just classic. <laughs> I don't know if it's true, but um, I trust the person who told it to me. We're going to move this forward. We need a new segment, by the way, for next to the qu- next question. Sam it's Sources. Sam Sources. Yes. <laughs>
3: yes. All right. From Jeff Curry. Uh, more important piece next year. Veteran big or veteran backup point guard? Ooh. And who should the Warriors ta- target for each? We t- we've talked about this extensively on premium, which you should all subscribe to. We think they need a vet guard, a vet wing, and a vet big. They need three vets to round out the rotation, one way or another, right? Um, do you have a preference on which one? I guess the question I comes do. down to is which one do you think they should prioritize the money on?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, guard, guard. I think it's not even close. Um, Why? I, so I they have one ball handler. They have step. Well, they have Draymond. They have two. Um, and that's it. That's it. That's all I trust regardless if they draft Killian Hayes or Anthony Edwards or whomever. In the NBA today, I've made this point on Twitter many times. In the NBA today, it doesn't matter who raises the ceiling of your team, who makes you great. It's a ball handler, right? So they should prioritize the person that can lead the bench and maybe play crunch time minutes. I'm not saying Ricky Rubio should be in the last five of a closing lineup, but there are going to be games where he should be in there. I'm not even saying it should be Ricky Rubio. But I think they should prioritize. You to be Ricky Rubio. <laughs> I've mentioned on every podcast in the last month. I do love Rubio. Um, I I do think they need to uh, prioritize someone that can handle the ball. Um, you you just can't have you can't have Steph and Draymond kind of just all game, all season. You need someone else. Um, they had Godala, They had Livingston. Especially the way they play, and Steve Kerr wants to play. I think they'll also prioritize uh, a ball handler too, though, instead of a big.
3: Yeah, um, they do need a ball handler. In terms of prioritization, I'm going to go with the cop-out answer. I need to know who the big and the guard are. I need to know what their options are um, before I make a decision between the two. I don't think they should be making decisions binarily on position. Uh, They didn't get successful by making decisions on just position because if they did, they wouldn't have traded for Iguodala when they had Barnes and Clay. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just have to go talent over position at some point, point. and yeah, I think uh, I think it comes down to that. I think they need both, and I'm interested in either way in which they can get both. Yep. Uh, moving it forward, if the only way you can get Giannis is to trade Clay away, would you do it? Who's the only never trade player on the team? Who the hell? Who asked, who asked this? This who is asked from Cat at Ball Cats. Yes. It hurts.
1: Yes, the only person that you don't trade away is Steph. I, uh, that's the only person you don't trade away. Um,
3: so, yes, Steph's the only one who's guaranteed a statue. Um, Dr- uh, at this point, Clay and Draymond at least have uh, plaques. Outside, you know, they could get statues, but they at least have a plaque, right? Steph's already got a statue. Um. I'm with you. I wouldn't want to trade Clay, but worse comes to worse, I don't know how you can't – I don't know how you say no to it. This isn't Kevin Love, who we were both wrong on, by the way, in 2014. But um, Giannis is generational, and it would hurt, but I think you got to do it if
1: you got to do it. Yep. Uh, then uh, let's not talk about it anymore because if it happens, they will do
3: it. So we know that. <laughs> um. Okay. We got a few more questions here. Uh Uh by the way, Coachella postponed 6 months, huh? All Wait, right. they're going to do it in October? Yeah. In India. Now you now you can wear your Dela Warriors jersey to Coachella and it'll be retro.
1: <laughs> I've been to Coachella once. I am uh, I'm not a fan. I won't be going back. Um just it, it, at a certain point you're like it's like it's a lot of 21-year-olds. I'm good. I'm okay. okay.
3: Here from a creature cup from Cat and Bird. Is spacing somewhat in quotes overrated in regards to a team centered around Steph and Clay? Rangy defenders that can keep the team in transition seem more important, especially since average spacing is is piss poor passer defender. We've seen limited spacers get played off the floor in the playoffs far more often than versatile guys that can't shoot. This is an interesting point. So prioritize what you want in players around Steph and Clay in order. Well, we've seen what's worked,
1: right? I think that's the argument. The argument is what's worked, and that's long rangey defenders, smart IQ, not great on offense. That's worked though. You put those guys around Steph and Clay. You won a championship, you got to another NBA Finals, and then you got like the greatest two-way player of all time, and you won two more. Um, I, the problem I think, though, Sam, with this question is, it's it's
3: not realistic that they get those players again. So I think that's the problem. You're saying there's not three Iguodala's in free agency sitting there, there waiting <laughs> for minimums? There's not even a
1: Livingston, or maybe there is, but there there's not any of those guys. I guess they could trade exception, use the trade exception on Iguodala, <laughs> can they? It'd be kind of funny. Um, but you just you can't do that again so I think it's like it's kind of moot it's they're kind of stuck where they kind of have to play guys or develop guys like Pascal or Jordan Poole or maybe some guys that are just maybe better on offense than they're on defense and just kind of pray that that's enough Um, or you go super big like what the uh, uh, what the Lakers have done Um, they got like JaVale Dwight I mean I guess AD is kind of a freak but you got LeBron, so it's a little bit different. But but uh, they
3: won against the Clippers by going small, and they weren't really small. But they they played AD at center in the second half. Yeah, which I mean, they they kind of played all their cards. But oh, wait that for another
1: uh, another time. But uh, but I mean, you're with me, right? They just they they can't do it again. They can't do that again. They have to pivot another way. Um, and that that other way may just have to be they just need to have more spacing and sacrifice defense. That that may be the only way.
3: Okay, this ties into another question we have here, which I'm going to read and it's going to give my answer from Bob Lynn. Would you rather have Wiggins or Tobias Harris next to Steph Clandre? And, and I'd rather have Wiggins. And the reason is because Wiggins can do more things while playing defense. And, and I think that's the big thing for me. I don't need the guys around Steph and Clay to be amazing shooters as much as I need them to be defenders who can do something on offense. Tobias Harris is a better shooter than Wiggins, right? Like, that's objectively a fact. Better
1: shooter, better score. Uh... But
3: Tobias Harris can't guard anyone, and he'll get hunted in defense. Wiggins, theoretically, we've seen him guard people. If you can get Wiggins' defense consistent – even with the lack of a shot he can still cut and score in various ways. Then I'd rather have the guy who could defend and do those things than the guy who can knock down shots but is a liability on defense. And I think that's the bigger thing. Like I'm more interested in seeing Pascal develop. He's showing some defensive instincts, but it's got a ways to go. But he's not a shooter, but he is a scorer. I'd rather have a guy who can do things on offense and defend than guy can just shoot i think the big takeaway here is we can't have three dudes who are just defensive specialists <laughs> next to Stephen clay does that make sense
1: yeah yeah um i i think that the debate between i mean not really a debate because i'd rather have wiggins too but uh that, that's a good point where you just have a pretty mediocre offensive player but he's not below average um because i think and he, and he can do he can do average.
3: various things yeah
1: yeah, but he's right. In the day, mediocre. But then defensively, he does have the upside um, to be a good three, uh, one, two, and three uh, on defense. So that's uh, that'll help. That'll survives. help Steph. Yeah, that'll help Steph though, right? You you'll have Clay and Draymond. Uh, sorry, Clay and Wiggins, where you can switch switch off against one twos and threes. You can hide Steph, uh, and then you hope that you get Draymond and uh, you know someone like Looney uh, to kind of to protect the uh, to protect the rim. So that's uh, you rather have that than someone like Tobias Harris. Like unless it's Kevin Durant, right, who needs the ball. You kinda don't want
3: someone else that really needs the ball like that. Um, so so yeah. Yeah, if it's a player who needs the ball, they need to be worth it. Um All right, let's you wanna do two more questions and get out of here? Yeah. All right. If Steve Kerr had his way, who would be on this team next year? From from Luke Three Soda you not even gonna give us options. We gotta, we gotta just come with a top.
1: I give you. I could give you the archetype of the type of player that he wants. Uh, he wants a center that doesn't shoot the ball, uh, sets a bunch of backdoor screens and can make the backdoor pass. Aaron Baines. <laughs> uh, Aaron Baines can shoot too, so maybe he doesn't want Aaron Baines. Definitely doesn't want that guy to shoot. Uh, I think he wants uh, a guard that's gonna allow Steph Curry to play off ball. Really, I'm kind of explaining players that they've had already, but
3: you can kind of see like. He wants Steve. high he wants high IQ players, is really what it comes down to. Um, so let's take this to the flyer guys I have on the roster right now. Which of them do you think you Here's a better way to put it. Which players that the Warriors have had this year who are not staff, clay, or wait like big contract guys, which ones do you think he wants back next year? I think he wants Marquise Chris back for sure. Yes, because that's his version of JaVale. Um, I think he definitely wants Glenn Robinson the third back. Yes, that's an easy one. Correct. I think they'll get him back. I don't think there's anyone else who he's dying for. I think he probably likes what Juan Toscano Anderson does on defense. I like what Juan Toscano Anderson does on defense, but it's that shot has to become a lot more automatic for him to like truly function in a team that's competing.
1: Or you better be Tony Allen, right? And he's not Tony Allen. So, um, so I'm with you. I think Gr3 uh, Marquise Chris. I think they'll both be on the roster most likely next season. Um, and then a lot of these other guys are just like, yeah. I think I think they. I think he wanted to like Dragon Bender though. I think they wanted Dragon Bender to work out, and I it just it it hasn't. It won't. But I think they wanted it to work out. Um, he has. He could you know shoot quote unquote. Um, Big enough, he maybe quick enough to right pass, maybe enough to play defense. Um, and rebound and be a big body, but I I don't think that experiment experiment worked out. Uh, but I think that was the guy where they're like, yeah, if this works, like we'll be happy. But you know, kind of the other guys like Mark Mulder and and you know Kai Bowman and a couple of the other others. And then even Damian. By the way, with Damian Lee, a little bit annoying. Didn't meet the victory parade after they won the game. Great, you got. <laughs> great. Look, man, you got yelled at by a couple fucking idiots online. Welcome to fucking professional. Welcome to being a professional athlete. <laughs> like what? W- what was happening there? I, uh, he got yelled at on Instagram. He got a little got a little hate from. Some I mean, of that, was, that fans. was corny. It was corny for him to get hated on. I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that happens. Grow up. Everybody needs. You know. Everybody needs immigrant parents. Grow up. Like it happens. <laughs> you, you'll You'll live. You'll live. You just gotta make. You just gotta. You know. A full contract. Be on the team you're you're steph curry's brother-in-law you'll be fine just i didn't understand what that was Uh, it was a little annoying to be honest
3: but i'm not gonna tweet it good for you all right we got one (laughs) last question and i apologize to everyone whose question we didn't get to this week also for those that are still listening shouts to giovanni torres on a scale of one to ten how likely do you think Giannis is traded to the warriors this summer Oh, the last question. I saved it specifically. I was going to read it three questions ago, and I'm like, now we got to end on this one. Okay, okay. Uh, You want me to go first?
1: Yeah. 10 out of 10, I think that Giannis wants to come to the Bay Area. I think 50-50 that he gets traded in the offseason to the Warriors. Obviously, it depends on what happens, but... I, I think 50 50 he gets traded to the Warriors. Walk me um, through
3: your scenario for how it happens. So, what's your, what's your, if you're a war, okay, here, let me, let me back this up. If you're a Warrior fan, you're probably a Warrior fan if you're listening to this, or you're the 15% of sadistic <laughs> non Warrior fans who listen to this for no reason. Um, <laughs> what, what are the scenarios which amplify the odds that this trade happens? It is literally happening as we
1: speak. So, LeBron's going to win an MVP over Giannis, uh, despite the fact he probably shouldn't win the MVP over Giannis. Uh, And part of that is going to be he's LeBron. Part of that is going to be you're in Milwaukee, man. Like, you're just, you're not, you don't get the same, you don't get the same power as you do somewhere else. Uh, That's step one. Step two, uh, guys that don't show up and that they're not really the favorites anymore. Right now, you probably want to say that both LA teams are better. Um, Chris Middleton just shat the bed.
3: Against the Lakers. Uh, he shat the bed last season. And by uh, the way, this is what it looks like when you're not ready to play that role in a championship team. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief of what people say about Stephen Clay this is actually what it looks like when you're probably meant to be a third or fourth option on a title team and you're asked to be the second option. Can we say too that Clay Thompson probably not meant to be
1: a second option? He had a great NBA finals and he had some great moments against OKC. But like a lot of the times in a lot of those games, Clay Thompson was not very good. Um, and
3: we, I love Clay, right? But it's like, it's hard. Clay's, That's exp- Clay's explosive. That's the thing with him. Yes, yes. When he's on, he's hot like no one else. But he'll have a lot of six for eighteen, <laughs> fifteen point nights in the playoffs. Yeah. Um. And, and again, it happens to everyone. But Chris Middleton
1: definitely he can't. You know, Clay was gonna win them Game Six this last this year, right? Like he was or last year, he was gonna win them that game. They're gonna go Game Seven. So it's like he's. That I don't know good. if Middleton has a. He doesn't have that.
3: It just seems like he. Um, he struggles to get a shot off against intense pressure, which is what he'll face in the playoffs. Like he can get a shot off. He's better off the dribble than clay, but that doesn't mean he's good enough off the dribble to be the, you know, quote unquote, Kobe to Giannis's shack. Shaq. Yep. Um, so,
1: I mean, in terms of the playoffs, you know, if they lose in the second round. Yes, but I doubt they lose in the second round um, or even the Eastern conference finals. I think they're just, they're better than everyone there, but let's say they get there. They get swept by Kawhi and the Clippers or they get, just their asses beat by the Lakers. I think that's probably where Giannis looks around and says, I made it to the finals. We've never been to the finals, but do I really have a chance to win a title here? Right? Like after this great season, after all they've done, he walks away with nothing, no MVP, no, no championship. The Cleveland really not a LeBron real feature. The first time. Yeah. So uh, that,
3: that's the scenario that I, I, if I were a Warriors fan, I'd root for that. Okay. To answer the question, I would put it at 20%. That he's on the Warriors next year. Um, I think there's a lot of hoops to jump. If he was a free agent and the Warriors had cap space, I would be over fifty percent. Because like you, I think he would want to come, but basically for him to come, he would have to pull a full AD, and the Bucks would have to give in. It's not unlikely, or sorry, it's not impossible. But it's not probable. There's a lot of steps that need to happen for that to happen, if that makes sense.
1: <laughs>
3: um, they need a
1: uh, like a Kevin Durant type of uh, perfect ending. So, um, so yeah, I'm with you. This kind of does remind me of the Kevin Durant saga where a lot of people are like, well, Giannis doesn't want to leave. He's a Milwaukee guy. It's like, well, Giannis doesn't really talk. So I don't really know how much you know about Giannis, how much we know about Giannis. But uh, So I think it's a little bit of the same scenario. Um, so we'll see what happens. But uh, also, can we end on this? I think it'd be pretty cool if the Bucks won the title too. Um, no problems with that. Uh, a team that was by far and away the best team, by far and away he was the MVP. be pretty cool if he had won the title. So, um, But but Clutch is, uh, Clutch is back. They're in full force. So we'll see what it goes.
3: We'll see how it goes in the
1: next few weeks.
3: By the way, just to end it, the A's did not get a no-hitter. The Rangers got one hit. I just look at the excitement in your voice. I can't fucking believe it.
1: All right, that's uh, <laughs> that's
3: it. That's how you know we're done.
1: Um, thanks for listening. We'll
3: be- we are done. This is a long mailbag episode. Excited to do another one of these. We will be back next week. Subscribe to Premium. Sign up for Bet Online. Promo code BLUEWIRE. Buy an untucket shirt. Actually, buy the untucket shirt first and wear it while you subscribe to Bet Online. <laughs> That's perfect. That's fucking perfect.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.